Ayop Midok, which is the traditional Derby greeting to whoever we meet, whenever we meet them. And no, I don't actually know what Ayop Midok means, but who cares? Because what matters is that you're here and I'm here for the Art of Brilliance podcast series five, which is just a little bit different. So in this series, there are no guests. It's just you and I making a weekly commitment to 10 minutes or less. That's 10 minutes maximum per week every week for 52 weeks that you and I are committing to a personal relationship based on happiness and well-being. So time is short. Let's crack on. This episode is based on a true story, um, but just again, as always, is a, just a little bit of backstory. So, in case you haven't got a Scooby-Doo clue about what we do at Art of Brill, is essentially we talk about. I did a PhD. Long story, butcher to the bare bones. I did a PhD uh, many years ago now around the science of happiness and the science of flourishing. So in a bizarre break from traditional psychology, my job essentially as a researcher <laughs> was to seek out happy people and work out why they're so happy and then write that up in 130,000 academic word thesis, which is a beast of a thing. But of course, what our books and our workshops do is is they deliver that science, but with all the big words taken out and just replaced with common sense and some good fun. Okay, that's essentially what we do. But in our, in our workshops and in our books, we talk about two percenters and mood hoovers. So let me just get you up to speed really quickly. So if you put people onto a graph of well-being, is that um, there's far too many people are, are, are languishing so essentially most people are a million miles away from feeling as great as they could and you can get stuck in the bottom third of a, of a sort of happiness graph is and that's not sadness and not depression it's not in need of any clinical help but people are languishing there's a sense of something missing they can become quite negative about everything and again just to clarify I'm not talking about depression we call the mood hoovers all right so depression is a different thing depression is when you fall the world's fallen um, um, you know out of Oh, well, it's awful. It's when you've gone to pieces and therefore you do need uh, medication and therapy. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about mediocrity. I'm talking about that Monday morning version of us that just gets a little bit stuck in being grumbly about everything. Mood hoovers, okay, so they're not horrible people, but they are stuck in being a little bit grumbly. And we call them mood hoovers because these are the... We can all think of them, folks, right? These are the people who you can feel the happiness being sucked from your soul after you've um, spent 30 seconds with him, you're feeling a bit lower than when you started, right? So we talk about mood hoovers. We also talk about the other end of that well-being graph, which is what we call two percenters. Which call I call them that because, and um, I'll, and I'll do another podcast about the technicalities of the of the data in case anybody's ever interested in that. But for now, the two percenters are the handful of people we can all think of in our life who who are happy, they've got something extra, whether it's an extra smile on their face, an extra spring in their step, and an extra passion for life. They, they do all sorts of stuff. We haven't got many of them, but these are the people who breathe life into us rather than sucking life out of us. We nickname them the two presenters. Okay, so that's your backstory. Now let me go back to the very first time that we delivered, or that I personally delivered, our flagship sort of workshop called The Art of Being Brilliant, and I delivered it um, for secondary school children. So we'd done it with adults, for a few years and we know it works with adults because you like listening to this oh yeah I just want to be my best self just tell me how and so we get polite nice audiences and then all of a sudden I was in a school in Leicester and I was, what, with year 11 so in old money that's fifth year so about 15 years old 
I've got 200 of them and it's an experiment. I'm doing it as a freebie. The head teacher's a lovely bloke. He's given me an opportunity on a Friday afternoon to deliver our flagship thing. My question in my head, would it work with 15 year olds? Because if it would, it would change their lives. Now, picture the scene. So I'm in this sort of lecture theater and 200 15 year olds are being marshaled into this lecture theatre and, and it's all because I'm sort of the special guest they were on best behaviour so they're being mar it's like a football crowd being marshaled very carefully by the teachers shh sit down shh, shh and they're filing in they don't know what's going to happen right they've got me standing on stage with a big powerpoint saying the art of being brilliant Dr Andy Cope behind me and you know when you was at school there was always an alpha male always like a a sort of it's. I thought he was. A, I thought he was a member of staff. He's actually one of the kids. He's got the full beard. He's like closer to seven feet tall than six feet tall. He's freaky big, and this lad, this man mountain of a of a lad, escaped the marshalling system, and he made it onto stage and he came to talk to me before I started. Right. So I'm standing there on stage, trying to smile at the audience as they come in and trying to look confident, although I'm quaking in my boots because I've never done this with teenagers before. And then this beast of a man, beast of a 15-year-old, who's more manly than I'll ever be, he came and so I looked up at him and I, he looked down at me and I said, hello, mate. I said, what do you want? He said, sir, I've got a question. <laughs> I said, yeah, what, what's, what's, what's your question? He said, sir, you know this ought to be a brilliant thing? I said, yeah. He says, is it going to be rubbish? <laughs> he didn't say rubbish, by the way. He said something a bit ruder than that. And I said, and Bearing in mind, I delivered this to adults for for five, ten years, and no no adults ever come up and ask me, "Is this going to be rubbish?" So I said to him, "Well, I've never delivered it for fifteen year olds, so yeah, mate, potentially it could be. I, who knows?" So he was happy with that answer, right? So he went back to take his seat with his mates, and he sat there with a smile on his face. And I, meantime, I kicked off, and I got two hours with these kids. First hour, I was going to introduce the science of positive psychology, all right? The two percenters and the mood hoovers. And I've got a big graph that I do. If you've been on our keynotes, it's that graph. It's a very simple thing. It's got the two percenters, the, uh, the two percenters, the happy people at the top, and it's got this mood hoover thing at the bottom of the diagram. And I said to the kids, I said, right, that's the basics. Now, before I give you the solutions, before I tell you how to be a two percenter, has anybody got any questions, anything you want to know? And it's kind of, you know, 15 years old, they're not that fussed anyway, except this lad, this man mountain with the full beard, sitting in the middle of the auditorium, didn't just put his hand up, he stood up, right? And this is where you know he's the alpha male, because when he stands up, everything goes quiet. It's basically, he's going to challenge me, there's going to be some rutting on something. So I think I probably took a step back in fear. And this lad stood up and I said, uh, you've stood up. He says, I have, sir. I said, why have you stood up? He says, sir, I've not got a question. He says, but what I have got is a realisation. I said, <laughs> I said, have you watched your realisation? And bearing in mind the graph behind me, has got the two percenters and the mood hoovers on it, about 50 foot on the screen. He says, sir, what I've realised is I come from a long line of mood hoovers. <laughs> right. He says, he says, my, my stepdad's one and my granddad's one and my mum's one and my big brother's one. And I think my little sister's turning into one. He says, I think my dog might be one. And my cat might be one. My auntie Annette's one. He says, my uncle Cyril's one. And basically, this lad went off on this sort of 90-second sort of rant of this litany of people in his life who were really negative. And then he stopped in his tracks in front of 199 peers. And he said, and do you know what, sir? What I've realised is that they've passed it down to me. Right now, 
he has absolutely nailed that all right he's uh, uh, everything we talk about to the art of being really simple but there's nothing more simple than that is that your attitude right is bigger than you so what you carry around with you emotionally is bigger than you so it only really takes one mood hoover to ruin your entire day, to drag you down. One negative member of, of your team or one angry customer ruins your day. Your brain deletes the 300 lovely customers and just focuses on the bad one. One bad driver ruins your entire commute. Your brain deletes a thousand good drivers it doesn't notice. But in terms of those mood hoovers, is that is contagious. Right, and we were in an era where we've been talking about contagion with COVID for two years. But what I'm suggesting to you is your emotions are the most contagious thing of all. All right. Now the good news, leave you with some good news, is that 2% version of you. If we plotted you on a graph of well-being, that best version of you, that you, that version of you with a great attitude and a, and a smile on your face and a spring in your step and a confidence and an exuberance and a love of life, that also is contagious. So what my PhD really was about is what I call flourishing. And flourishing is when your happiness is bigger than you. So I'll leave you with that. As that lad said, uh, come from a long line of mood hoovers. Why don't you set out to be the exact opposite and begin a long line of two percenters? <laughs> That's a nice thought. <sighs> All delivered in under 10 minutes. Until next time. Happy spreading of positivity. Thanks for listening to the Art of Brilliance podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe and tell the world. A nice review would make our day. That's the very best way of getting like-minded people to tune into our very simple messages about happiness and human flourishing. If you've hated it, please keep quiet. Remember the world has enough negativity already. So be a lover, not a hater. Feel free to check out our training and the little shop of happiness at artofbrilliance.co.uk. Thanks again. See you next time for another amazing episode.